You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents Pods from the Penalty Box, a nostalgic sampling of skate punk albums from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Join us in the pits. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast. That's our food line. And if you're wondering if that was me shredding at the beginning <laughs> for this this section's portion of uh, of hangnail, you are absolutely incorrect because, you know, in in, in covering some of these other bands uh, this season, doing my little parody of sorts at the beginning of the of the episode, I I've been able to fake it for the most part. <laughs> right, uh, faking it with with uh, with hangnail, as as evidenced by the opening song there it's uh-huh. a little bit more dif- difficult to just be like oh let me just casually shred right. and do a little bit of a parody of sorts i mean i probably could have tried it but like i don't know it's it's hard to do hangnail justice when you're not as uh skilled of a guitar player and they're just right. like they're just a really tight band and it's true I just wasn't feeling confident and I wasn't going to, I was not about to embarrass myself. <laughs> right. So you think you can pod things your way? I don't know. <laughs> Do podcasts your way? Um, I don't know. There's it's, something somewhere. There's something somewhere. Hey, we're, we're back. Hey. After a little bit of a break. Yes. It uh, has been a while. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. Hope you all enjoyed that holiday content. Yes. Hope you enjoyed time. your hope you enjoyed your holidays. Hope you enjoyed your holiday. I know I did. Hey, me too. What did you get see, what, I got to, to? I got to see my dude twice. Yeah. It's just I saying. Mean, Getting we got spoiled to, seeing you all the time. I know. We got to go to that um that uh, Juliana Theory and May show. Mm-hmm. And then you were out here for the holidays. Got to mm-hmm. see you um then you and Jenny and yeah, man. Um, and it was great. I, yeah. I loved, I love, it just felt like, oh man, this could be what it's like in mm. the future. Hold on tight, everybody. Magnified studios becoming united once again. Hmm. Streets are talking. Streets Next are talking. Season, possibly in person again. Oh we'll shit. See. Oh we'll shit. See. Well, I feel like to celebrate that, I need to crack open my, do it. My ice cold hammies here. Do it. Uh, mm. cracking open hammies, wearing a hammies hoodie. Mm-hmm. I gifted you. You gifted me a hammies hoodie, <laughs> and um, I feel like my final form is complete. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty cool. It's got the hams bear. He's playing hockey. He's playing hockey. It's very Minnesota. Yes. Um, you gifted me uh the cherry dust, uh indeed beer that we Ooh. talked about i think we talked about that on the pod yeah, maybe, maybe we just texted about it but yeah uh, it's it's thing the, is delicious <laughs> the cherry sour aged in like oak barrels mm, all that wood oh, so much wood john had so much wood in his mouth <laughs> it was it was a delight uh i love it um yes we exchanged some gifts we had some beers and a little 
or some cocktails and a little igloo. Yes. Staying safe. We're both uh, taking tests and getting negative results still. Cross those fingies, everybody. So yeah, it's uh, it's why it's wild out there, man. Everybody is yeah. everybody. Like I'm uh, I have I just took a, an at home uh, nasal swab test yesterday just to be uh, just to be safe. I have a spit test that I'm, you know, at the ready just to mm. to have on hand to send in uh because Minnesota is one of those states where you can just go online to the vault testing and mm-hmm. they send you free at-home tests and That's pretty nice. Um I'm not sure how many other states have that but I'm very grateful to have that option. Yeah. So I really hope everybody out there, wherever you are in the world, uh, you're staying safe, you're healthy, that your families are healthy. Um, and you know, it's, I just, I just, it's just, it's a rampage and yeah, man, it's not over. Like we're pretending like it's over, but it's literally cases are worse than it's ever been since the start. <laughs> so yay! Hooray. What, a, what a cool couple of years <laughs> for the universe. Um, yeah stay as safe as you can folks um yeah I, we I, my family got multiple tests of different kinds this week after coming back from minnesota and before the kids started school again and you know sending them to school at all right now even though there's you know masks and uh my kids are vaxxed and all that it's still just like ah, we'll see what happens <laughs> so right just feels like a, a time to try and do your best but you know can't do everything all the time so yeah hope we hope we get through this uh you know few weeks or whatever it's supposed to be and then slightly better times ahead (laughs) remember remember when we said that at the start of 2020 (laughs) Uh yeah just gonna be a few weeks of this (laughs) yeah it should all work out it should all blow over um but john i'll tell you this you know you and i are coming up on almost two years of this and neither of us having it which is statistically just yeah absolutely wild yeah it's true i mean i feel like i was just saying this to to jen i just i just jinx it they jinx it by saying (laughs) cut this part out um (laughs) that like you know we have i think both our family and you have been safe and so like on the one hand it's like well you know we've 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 gone out of our way perhaps more than a lot of people i know to try and uh you know as be as safe as possible but on the other hand i'm like well there's still plenty of people who have done that and have gotten it so yes. i guess we're just lucky so anyway we'll yeah. see by the time this comes out we'll probably both have covid so. <laughs> <laughs> part of it part of me is just like it's it's a matter of time right right and you know there's it's probably going to be it's kind of like going to be the new, i'm not comparing it to the flu i'm not saying it is the flu i'm just going right. to say it's going to be like the flu in the sense that every year we're going to have right. to get a vaccine and we're just this is just going to probably be our new normal we're going to have to deal with this level of yep. of uh, of a virus because people are skeptical of the proven science at this point right yep uh you know some signs of normalcy emerging in recent months uh hard to say if that's gonna stick around or not or if it should yep. uh you know i've been going to movies like a fiend i'm 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 
pulling back on that uh, yeah. now and shows that we've been very excited about some of those are already getting canceled yeah. again two, or rescheduled so two two of mine already postponed i'm yeah crossing those fingies for lucy dacus next yeah, month man. um but yeah uh again everybody stay safe stay healthy yes and all i'll say is i'm glad that at the very least you and i were able to fulfill our plans of seeing yes. the juliana theory and getting to hang out definitely recently and have a good holiday season with both of our families you were up here you were with your mom mm-hmm. um all those pictures of you and jenny and the boys sledding and doing fun stuff outside super adorable. Man, it was so rad because there was no snow here in illinois for christmas time which just bummed us all out we got up there you know, we have it in spades we, <laughs> yes as soon as we hit, we hit wisconsin it was like becoming more plentiful um but yeah we like i took uh the two weeks that my kids were at school off and so we just like went outside every day and they got on their snow pants and there's a little hill in my mom's property and we just like sledded for hours and ran around in the snow and dog was running around it was a wonderful time so man i can't, I can't remember the last time i went sledding just come over dude i at my mom's house next time <laughs> got a yeah. toboggan with your name on it i yeah i'll i'll hit her up i'll be like i'll be like uh, what up shelly What's up, Shell? Can I yeah, just do it when we're not there? Even just be like, can, <laughs> yeah. I, can I sled over there real quick? Hey, hey, hey Shelly, can I just just come over, have some coffee, just do a little sledding, just hang out? <laughs> She'd be up for it. Oh, I know she would because your mom is an absolute delight. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I shared with you, uh, she got me lots of nice Christmas presents, but one that I still had at home, uh, that had been delivered uh, to my house while I was up there was the uh, limited edition five iron uh ninja turtles variant cover uh poster um so i know you have the actual vinyl yeah with the turtle on there i got myself a donatello poster yeah, that's man. now gracing my wall um, hell yeah wonderful um doing, he's doing machines man he'd he love to do machines um yeah we uh i am not drinking a hams right now although i still have some in my fridge from you but Drinking a Lafroig, baby. Yeah, you I'm, are. I'm back in my scotch. This is one of my Christmas presents. I'd been drinking that uh, Islay, the Trader Joe's, for a while on the pod, but I, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've actually had, uh, you know, a very high quality scotch, and it's very nice to have Lafroig back in my life. So that's what I cracked open tonight. Hey, um, I'm. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Uh oh. Um, How do I say it? Isla. Whatever. I feel like we went through this like three times. I was saying <laughs> Islay, Islay. Yeah. What is it again? Isla. 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 Well, whatever. Yeah. You know what? I say Lafroy. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me I was saying that wrong. And I was no, like, Lafroy saying is... that for years. So. No, Lafroy is right. All right. Islay. I'm going to go with Islay. <laughs> perfect. Sounds perfect. Isla. So I got, I had also had some good, some good uh, gifts this holiday season. But one of the ones that I got from my brother is he got specifically for pod content which is <laughs> which is why you know you know my brother's the dude he's That's like right. he's like you need some you need some more pod content so yep. he got me the albanese world's best sour gummy bears yeah which i've heard great things about but they have 12 different flavors in here Ooh. all right i'm gonna break it down cherry Do strawberry it. mango pineapple lemon orange Green apple, watermelon, mm. pink grapefruit, lime, blue raspberry, and grape. Yum. 
All right, I need to crack these open. I've been saving these for this <laughs> pod since Christmas. I've been holding on to these, John. So I appreciate it. Three weeks. Um. Oh, yeah, man. you gotta hit me with those live takes. I don't have any candy to chew on. Well, um, because they're coated in sugar, it's very difficult to t- <laughs> to tell what <laughs> colors these are. I'm assuming this is either a uh, this is either a blue raspberry or a grape. Uh, that's a blue raspberry. Thoughts? I like I like these uh I like the texture. Sure. We talked about Swedish fish. Texture wasn't quite there. Right. You you like a firmer firmer guy in your mouth. I do like a I do like a firm I like a a, a firm bear in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. These have a little they have a little more give. They don't have that like kind of like you know Swedish fish where you where you just you can just like bite through them and they're sort of like stick to your teeth a little bit. Mm-hmm. These have that that bounce back. Like they're a little bit like you know, they're gummy, they're rubbery. They're right. and they got they got a, a good form factor to them, little defined, little defined bear action. All right. You like a little defined bear. <laughs> I think that's that good. Was... You, you don't want a blob. No, I think that was a green apple. That sounds great. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, that's watermelon. That's watermelon. Yeah. Well, I am. I won't make everybody listen to me <laughs> try twelve different flavors, but and we can do that on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. But these are that's great. A... Uh, what, what's, what's your apple. favorite so far? Mm. Okay. Hmm. Um, green apple so far. Yeah, hard to beat mm-hmm. green apple candy. Pretty yeah. pretty consistent across across candies. Mm, that's a good orange too. Um, mm. Speaking of orange, so mm. Brian has talked about Brian, my brother, uh, past and future guests. Yes, um, has talked about doing a segment on the pod. Where he comes on <laughs> and we do like maybe like a blindfold taste test of uh, Necco wafers. Okay. I like it. Because he, so he has, <laughs> I'm putting him on blast on the pod <laughs> because he like casually mentioned one time to me that he has like this nostalgia for. Necco wafers, not in any way that he actually likes them, but like it has just sort of become this joke that he loves Necco wafers. And, and I just like, like to give him a bunch of shit for it, even though that's like (laughs) not the case. He's like, he knows it's not like a good candy and it's just like chalky garbage. But, uh, so, so anyway, he sort of like leaned into that and he got, (laughs) He got a pack. He got a pack of Necco wafers, and awesome. I think there's like eight or nine different flavors, and they're very weird too. It's like yeah. clove and spearmint and licorice. Like it's just like yes. nope, no. Give me that licorice one, baby. Nobody, nobody wants any of these flavors. So is that like an old timey thing? I mean, that's kind oh, of what it is. It's right? like it's like yeah, it's like Civil War era. Yeah, candy. yeah. That's why they're weird flavors, not because they're very, like. 
big in Europe or something like that. No, it's because they're like 180 years old or something. I feel like I I could not tell you the last time I had one of those. Probably when I was a child. Um, but I would, I'm up for this taste test for sure. Um, at first, I thought you were talking about Nilla wafers, which are delightful. No, <laughs> no, no Nilla wafers are a delicious cookie that yes. are combined with pudding. And <laughs> no, Necca wafers are such chalky discs. <laughs> <laughs> Love a chalky disc. Um, okay, well, get get the get the wafers on the pod. We'll have to do that at some point with yes. Brian. I also love the idea of just like us of somebody like administering some sort of a game to us to uh-huh. as like together, yeah. like where we we do the game together versus like me right. questioning you or you questioning me. I think it's time. Brian has threatened this for a while. So that's we true. Gotta, we gotta see it happen. Yeah, Brian, Brian and Mark have both mm-hmm. threatened us with a game. Yes. Uh, it's time. Um you know what other uh gifts we got. Over What's the that? holiday break? What is uh, that? Some dope original art for the pod. Ooh, yes, we did. Um, we got some designs from our dude Dustin Kent, aka at D Lee Kent on Instagram. And uh, you know, he heard our challenge for the uh, Werewolf Reclamation Project. Threw together some dope uh, Teen Wolf esque uh, <laughs> <laughs> art for that. Um, for our, uh, obviously our band, the Werewolf Reclamation Project. Um, and that looked awesome. And we posted that uh, just around the holidays. And then recently, showing up again with some additional uh, Magna Fright pod-flavored content here. And he heard the challenge to depict the Phantom Cackler in art form. And he did it, man. He threw out that Phantom Cackler art that looks, as many people said, kind of like a sports logo. It very much does. <laughs> It does it's look like cool. a, like a farm team AAA. Yes, <laughs> but like and... it's it's he should be designing AAA. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Though because those are the those are the teams that do that weird shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like like a like the Montgomery Biscuits. Mm-hmm. If if you guys if you I, if you guys are not familiar with like AAA baseball team mascots, you need to go look that shit up right now. <laughs> Because yes. I got my brother a Montgomery Biscuits hat because awesome. it is literally an anthropomorphic biscuit <laughs> with like like a butter pat and like bacon for a tongue. And that it's rules. like <laughs> it's it's super cute and it's just like really funny. Yeah. Uh and it's not like it's not like he follows the biscuits or anything like that. It's just it's <laughs> they just like the AAA teams just have that that sort of like leeway to come up with like wild right. ass mascots and like who doesn't want to see like a giant biscuit mascot running out on the field <laughs> nobody doesn't want that uh hashtag follow the biscuits um yeah the, the, we would cheer for the cacklers right i mean one i would fully support the you know whatever bloomington cacklers um but yeah he, he should bloomington be cacklers. These. <laughs> um because he's very talented. This thing looks it's dope. Very, it, it looks it's great. Very cool looking. So, you know, might have to throw either or both of these designs up on some merch. Uh, Extend our limited run of Magnified Pod <laughs> merch. Uh, make some more. Um, I know people are saying like maybe a, a ball cap with that on there. We talked about the difficulties of, of getting some of these designs on hats. But, you know, we'll see. We'll do, we'll do some research. Yes. Um, 
we got to serve our cackler well. So cackler, I hope you <laughs> serve the cackler well. <laughs> I hope you saw this uh, and and enjoyed it. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> more good foley work. I don't know what I don't know what the, I was like. Is he like doing like using one of those like old old timey like credit card like charger things? <laughs> he might be. He might you know depends on how. I was sort of imagining some sort of like axe or something. <laughs> Maybe it's not that dark. Uh, it also sounded. I mean, that was kind of a kind of a Christmassy cackler. He sounded a little Santa esque with his <laughs> ho-hos there. Maybe he's just up on the sleigh moving stuff around. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, that was pretty great though. Thank you, cackler. You can pick up. We'll send you a, a hat if you. Well, I don't really no, want to know your address. You got to give us a PO box, and then we'll send you some Cackler merch. <laughs> yeah, send you send us your. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't. I don't know. We don't. I don't want to know where the Cackler is. He. I think we uh, looked up the area code at some point, but I don't even want to do that again. <laughs> no, it's who knows. It's this is probably some fake number anyway. Yes, yeah, I hope so. He's calling from the fourth dimension, so. Who, who was it? Somebody, somebody said like that maybe uh, uh, it was somebody on Twitter that said that maybe the cackler is the hat man. Yes. <laughs> and I said that blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> perhaps it is. He's uh, he's found me again. He's coming to you from from beyond the veil. I right. don't know. Seems like a cool dude, though. I mean, honestly, that's, that's true. He's uh, I mean, if this is if the cackler is the hat man. And I mean, his laugh and combined with his jaunty walk. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's just having a good time. He's having a I didn't time. realize. Yeah, he just wants to party. Yeah, I didn't know. Sorry, bud. John, it has indeed been a while, but I have a very important question for you. Hit me. Do you want to play a game? Uh, yes, I do. You know, the, the Scream 5. Uh, coming out as we're recording uh, tomorrow Ooh. Ooh. so i'm ch- sort of channeling him as you're saying that imagining him being like <laughs> do you What's... like scary games <laughs> something like that we had i don't know we had we had a lot more scary games back in <laughs> yeah, Fright Pod. this isn't necessarily a scary this, one this is not necessarily a scary game um, i'm ready though all right well we're of course talking about hangnails proper debut record self-titled record and so i'm going to be asking you a series of questions based on hangnails album their song titles and things as i do sort of goofy uh uh song song title jokes and stuff in a game that i'm calling will john pass this quiz related to songs by hangnail or will he blow it and be like dang fail Good stuff. All right. Um, Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. This debut Hangnail album opens with a scorcher of a song called Friendly Advice. There are many media personalities known for giving advice to the masses, 
but who gave this very bad and sexist advice? Quote, a protracted extramarital affair means one of two things. Either he's searching for something that is lacking in his marriage, or he's escaping from something that there's been too much of. Remember, you're dealing with a little boy in long pants who is shorter on willpower. Don't play the martyr and make a wild scene. Vehemence and nagging, though he's guilty of sin, may launch him on a new career. Philandering in earnest. Hmm. Who gave this awful advice? Was it A, Oprah, B, Dr. Phil, C, Dan Savage, or D, Dear Abby? What the fuck? <laughs> you are dealing with a little boy in long pants? Yep. Does that does that mean all men, or is this person saying this particular man because he was cheating? Um, I will I will say I, I don't want to I don't want to give away too much. Sure, sure, sure. But there are more instances of questionable okay. uh, concepts around uh, men and essentially boys will be boys. Yeah. Little boy in long pants. He's short on willpower. Um, that sucks. That sucks. And is very much in tune with the purity culture. Uh, don't wear spaghetti straps around the boys because they can't control themselves. Um, oh, there's just nothing but giant boners walking uh, around. I don't know oh. what to do. I'm a little boy in long pants. Uh. Um, that made my voice go. <laughs> Drink. Um, well doesn't sound like oprah but you know she had a checkered past uh the ninja turtles were on the show at one point uh she used to host um you know like more maury povich style guests before she became who she is today yeah, she's uh starred in chicago in what the 80s at some point or yeah early yep. 80s um i don't think that's her doesn't sound like her um dan savage does not sound like dan savage pretty sure dude knows better than to say that although he has said some questionable things over the years yep um which means narrowing it down to my two faves dr phil and dear abby <laughs> get him on the pod uh dear abby is quite old correct uh the original the original dear abby has passed and okay. her, a new da- abby. her daughter is has taken over um hmm hmm I don't know Dear Abby enough to know if it's like this kind of bullshit, but I'm assuming it kind of is. But maybe this, I mean, this seems a little aggressive for like a daily syndicated newspaper. And Dr. Phil is a weird guy. I'm going to say Dr. (laughs) Phil. (laughs) You're saying Dr. Phil is saying, uh, remember, you're dealing with a little boy in long pants, you dumbass. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, John. Oh no! This, this was dear Abby. Dear Abby. All right. Well, yeah. Fuck this, her. <laughs> yeah. This was this was sometime in the I believe it was in the 60s. But there was this oh, art. Wow. Okay. This was an article uh, that was highlighting some of her very questionable advice around yeah. gender roles, specifically mm-hmm. that. There's another one where uh, uh, encouraging the woman who was cheated on 
to not make a scene and sit down with her husband and be like and not freak out and be like you know what did i do wrong like what 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 caused this or how can like and just essentially not like 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 it's absolving him of any blame and trying to be like play the cool wife who wants to be like you know just like i love being cheated on chill about it and he'll be like and he'll be so shocked that you're so chill with this not these words but like that he'll remember why he married you in the first place uh like yes doubling uh, down on toxicity uh just like wow this sucks yeah that's this it's like he's cheating on you because you have been nagging so don't nag and then he might not cheat on you as much just like you know the important thing is you are in the wrong no matter what <laughs> you're in the wrong because he's cheating on you and that's why and you can't do anything about it because that's nagging so just let him keep cheating on you um <clears throat> that sucks that yeah really i guess sucks. i mean dr phil he probably couldn't say something like this right and have that he's, many people be into it so he's he's had some he said some really shitty sure things. He's, but he's maybe more reasonable than this on the whole <laughs> I should have gone the deer every round. You know, I actually, I should have, um, I should have chosen Steve Harvey. He's, he would say something this sexist. He's Steve He's a judge now. Do you know there's a now Judge Steve Harvey show? Oh, he sucks. <laughs> at least, they normally at least like pretend that the person has some sort of law background. And he's <laughs> just like, I host game shows. Like, I'll be a judge. He, was he just like, he give like bewildered looks anytime yeah, someone that's like. His, that's his deal. This is, that's his deal. Anyway, all right. Shake his head. Moving on. Um, Question two. When I think of places to hang, nails is not the first thing I think of. (laughs) What is the world record for the longest time spent on a bed of nails? Wow. A, 70 hours. B, 112 hours. C, 300 hours. Or D, 410 hours. A lot of hours. Yep. Um, oh, tonight I'll sleep on a bed of nails. You remember that song? <laughs> uh, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Bon Jovi. Anyway, um, you know, I feel like the 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 most outrageous is often the correct. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you wanna you wanna you know mess with me a little bit and. Give me the next closest to the most outrageous. So, hmm, it's either 300 or 410. That's that's, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm going to go 410. I'm just going to say most outrageous is the true one. You're going 410 hours on bed of nails. That's right. Uh, John, in this case, you should listen to your gut. It is 300 hours, which uh, for those of you uh, who can do math, that's 12 and a half days. 12 and That's, a half days on... Are they on getting up <laughs> ever? Um, this was in the 80s at some point. Uh, so I don't know I don't know all of the stipulations for, for hmm. how this worked, but... It was just like a, a bed pot next to the bed of nails? Uh, presumably there's something to uh, to make this work. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that sounds awful. 12 and a half days on bed of nails. I don't care in what, in whatever manner it is. It sounds like the worst, uh, hangnail. Don't 
make us do this as like a promotional uh, campaign for your new album or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. You can't make us. Mm-mm. Question three. Hangnail never replaced Abraham Lincoln in terms of historical significance, sadly. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps because Lincoln has some wild facts that are hard to believe. Mm-hmm. Which of these facts about Lincoln did I make up? A. Lincoln created the Secret Service the day of his assassination. Wow. B. LBJ is a half inch taller than Lincoln. C. Lincoln is in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. D. The Lincoln bedroom was never Lincoln's bedroom. Hmm. It's a tough you, uh, one. You a uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin fan? <laughs> I, I am. Uh, <laughs> you know, Gang of Rivals. Uh, I read some of that at some point. <laughs> Big Lincoln head. I like Lincoln a lot. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, He's, I don't know, maybe that's who the hat man was. He was wearing that big oh, jaunty hey, stovepipe hat or whatever. I feel like he wouldn't like come at me like that, but maybe he would. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what Lincoln's deal is. Um, I feel like I've heard the wrestling thing. I feel like that's in his past. He had an interesting and storied history. <laughs> sure, so sure. I'll say that's true. Circuit, Secret Service seems plausible. Um, Lincoln Bedroom or half an inch or LBJ being half an inch taller than Lincoln. LBJ was a tall dude, tall drink of water. Uh but not not skinny with those larms like you no, and Lincoln yeah. have. Um <laughs> yeah, but Lincoln also is always wearing that that big ass hat. Maybe people yeah, just like had some inches. People just think Lincoln's I mean, he was a tall dude, but you know, maybe he was really short and just maybe. that hat was tall as <laughs> hell. Yeah, Lincoln Lincoln was like 50% hat. <laughs> um man, uh I'm going to say that the Lincoln bedroom was never Lincoln's bedroom. D. You're saying I made up that the Lincoln bedroom was never Lincoln's bedroom. Yeah, sure. But that's 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 just so we're clear. I don't want to Sometimes we I'm, get. I'm glad that you rephrase it because that is like different than what I thought I was saying. So but I think I'm still gonna go with that. You're saying that the fake fact here <laughs> is that Lincoln, be- yeah, the be- yeah. bedroom was yeah, never Lincoln's sure. bedroom. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> was it the other one? Lincoln, the Lincoln bedroom wasn't was never his his bedroom. Okay, it was like okay. it was an office. Right. Um, so they, I don't know. Maybe they just call it the Lincoln bedroom because it's like he had his office in there and now they converted it into a bedroom but like yeah it was never a bedroom but yeah uh lincoln is a half an inch taller than lbj okay, lincoln okay. lincoln yeah. is lincoln is the tallest president lbj is the second tallest just yeah. by by half an inch i mean and lincoln was six four and so yeah lbj uh very imposing dude in a lot of ways Yes. Not just a not just a tall dude, but just like right. close talker, a very <laughs> a very creepy dude, weird guy. LBJ, um, very creepy dude. Should have listened to my gut on on multiple of these now. I this know, is a, man. Not faring well. Not faring well. I know. Yeah, and the and the Secret Service being uh, created on the day of his assassination, signing that into law, uh, is an interesting fact. But the the thing that the Secret Service was doing was that it was it wasn't originally 
about protecting presidents. It was like uh, about stopping counterfeiting. Like counterfeit stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. hearing about this. So, huh. but it wasn't until like after multiple assassinations right that they're like hey well maybe we maybe, should like maybe we should yeah. start like guarding the presidents i don't know just just one man's opinion seems pretty wild um uh, it, yeah. i feel like it took after like one assassination they would have been like i don't know it's pretty easy for, for that guy just to <laughs> kill the president so you know, yeah maybe. oh boy yeah what a world what a world all right all right these next two come on let's yeah. do this question four not everyone who apologizes hmm. seems to know how to uh, what an apology is. And sure. when they do, makes you wonder if they should have said nothing at all. Hmm. In recent years, the home goods brand home goods brand Wayfair made this apology. Quote, as a retailer, it is standard practice to fulfill orders for all customers, and we believe it is our business to sell to any customer who is acting within the laws of the countries within which we operate. What was Wayfair apologizing for? Was it A, selling set pieces to and partnering with an embroiled and controversial Ellen DeGeneres? Hmm. E, furnishing the offices of various Russian politicians under the Putin government? C, providing space heaters and blankets for police at Standing Rock protests? Or D, supplying beds to US Southern border detention centers? Um, all plausible. I remembered this, I think, in the news that they were, in fact, supplying beds to U.S. Southern border detention centers. So I'm going to go D. That is unfortunately hey, I was correct. Say, good for me, bad for Wayfair yeah. and uh, the world. Yes. Um, and then apparently after that, they donated money to the red cross which is like fine i sure. guess but like I don't know if that's gonna solve a lot but no that doesn't really solve anything but it's like you know i just feel like this is the exact wrong way to right. approach this is like a especially non- being like it's a free country bro <laughs> it is it's like to selling to any customer who is acting within the laws like all right okay that doesn't mean like you're not like this is like this is just a bad look and sure you can you know just in the same way like you can provide this i just made this thing up about providing space heaters and blankets for police at standing rock it's like right. you can do that right. would it would it be a good look no right. like yeah, you'd yeah. still like look like a f- super villain <laughs> yeah not a good uh, move uh, in the first place, and not a good apology. Nope, terrible apology. All right, let's uh, let's move on. We'll end this with the last question with something a little bit lighter, maybe a little bit more in your wheelhouse. Question okay. five: Letting the sun go down on your anger is one thing, hmm. but letting the sun go down when vampires are involved is another. Hey, in this 1989 comedy western horror film. A colony of vampires seeks seclusion in Purgatory, a town with an artificial blood factory. Mm. Soon, a civil war breaks out, which involves a descendant of Van Helsing. (laughs) What is the name of this film? A. Sundown, The Vampire in Retreat. B. The Sundown Showdown. C. 
the good, the bad, and the bloody sundown in purgatory, or D, Blood Valley, the sundown curse? Hmm. Uh, none of these titles jumping out at me as ones that I remember. You big comedy western horror fan? I mean, that sounds pretty great. <laughs> it does sound right up your alley. There is a, an existing uh, 80s comedy horror western sort of uh, called Near Dark about mm. vampires. Um, but it's not that. Um, purgatory. Um, boy, I want to say like the, the, the title that maybe jumps out at me the most. Uh sundown colon the vampire in retreat i mean that sounds cool um they all sound cool though good the bad and the bloody seems like the kind of sort of vampire twist um title that a studio might want to have out there but i don't know i I guess i'm gonna go with my gut the one that sounds coolest to me if i saw it i'd be like If you were on my couch with me and I was like, Sundown, (laughs) colon, the vampire in retreat, I guess we got to watch that. Uh, I would say that. So I'm going to go A, Sundown. Well, you're in luck, John. Hey. Because that is the name of the movie. Well, I guess we're watching it. Sundown, the vampire in retreat. Uh, It's also, guess who it stars? Has Bruce Campbell as Van Helsing. Ooh. Ooh. How have I never heard of this? (laughs) I don't know. What's it? Sundown, the vampire in retreat. Okay, we're watching this movie. Yeah. It's and it, it is just a wild concept of of a movie, and they like the vampires wear like sunscreen during the day. <laughs> I'm looking this up now, yeah. and the cover does look vaguely familiar to me. Um, wow. Okay, well we're watch, we're watching that. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hey, John, two hey, out of five. You, I pulled you out turned, two out of five. You turned, it, you turned it around here in the in the. In the second half, I feel like if you had listened to your gut on the couple of yeah, those, yeah, it's an important a, lesson. Yeah, I think the the most important thing we learned here is that uh, Dear Abby and Wayfair are trash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do not get them on the pod. Nope. Um, well, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, Dear Abby's daughter is less. Maybe she's of a, a little better. Yeah. Uh, Dear Abby's Ghost, not welcome on the pod. Um, oh man, I can we start a band called Dear Abby's Ghost? <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know if it's Unbelieving Vegans. No, um, no, no, it's not. A, but it's, it's not pretty good. Um, hey, that was fun. Hey. It was nice to be quizzing it up again. Yes, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've had a quiz. It was nice. I appreciate it. Well, what do you say, John? Should we take a break? What do you think? I'm ready to hang some nails or whatever. That's right. Yeah, when we come back, we'll be making history. Mm. Um, this episode might have no name yet, but we have some decision making because John, as you know, I'm I'm helpless on my own. That's true. Don't go away. There's something more. Um, you might be asking where did the time go? <laughs> it's time for the next segment. <laughs> Let's take a break and come back. <laughs> Hey guys, my name is Matt Langston. I am a music producer, a mix engineer, and an app. 
avid unicorn enthusiast. And I would like to invite you over to my podcast, Eleven D Life. On Eleven D Life, we get to talk to your favorite artists, producers, and creators about what makes them tick. We take deep dives into where they get their juiciest inspirations from and how they keep from being cynical about all of it. We even get to pull back the curtain on my band, Eleven D Seven, and share some fun insider tips and tricks for our fellow bandmates and creators out there. So be sure to check out Eleven D Life right here on the Rock Candy Podcast Network and wherever you get your favorite shows. back yeah talking hangnail that's right talking that 1999 album hangnail mm. hey that, that debut self-titled record that's right uh we covered this a little bit um last time with the holiday special doing christmas hymns but you know we should probably set the scene a little bit again get into yes. that context a bit yes. more uh Hangnail formed in Kenosha, Wisconsin in 1993 when they were in high school. Uh, we got Mike Middleton, lead vocals and bass. Nick Radovanovic, lead guitar and background vocals. Matt Went, rhythm guitar and background vocals. And Jacob, uh, I messed this up last time, I'm going to mess it up again. Dio Magan on drums. Uh, that lineup was kept intact the whole time they were together, which was for 10 years. Uh, and then they got back together in 2020 for the Christmas Hymns EP, which rules. Um, but uh, yeah, this was their first record. Uh, they did some self-produced recordings and played out regionally kind of throughout high school. Um, but they their kind of big break was playing the new band showcase stage at Cornerstone after graduating uh, in 98, after which they signed with BEC. Um, so my understanding is that they put this record out independently, or at least they recorded it independently uh, before they signed and then BEC purchased it and released it in November of 1999. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I really like this album. I do not have the relationship to the band that you do. I believe I asked you last episode when you first heard of Hangnail, so we don't need to cover that again. Um, but this was a beloved record for you. Yes. Yeah. I definitely had this when I was, I don't know, maybe 15 or 16 in high school, shortly mm -hmm. after it came out. Um, and I was just taken with it. I was taken with the different style of punk rock yeah. than I was listening to at the time, you know, listening mm -hmm. to a lot of MXPX, listening to, you know, uh, Goatee Hook and Slick Shoes and all that. And like, like, not that those guys weren't, you know, proficient guitar players. Sure. Obviously, Jackson and and Slick Shoes is an outstanding guitar player, but like, yeah, uh, this was a different kind of yes. shredding right. in, in this band. I think that just sort of was what captured my attention when I first yeah. heard this. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit uh, with our dude John Warren when he guested last episode, but like the most obvious sort of standout trait of their sound is the intricate and technical guitar work yes um i think the guitar riffs are 
certainly the standout of this record and maybe for them as a whole, the band is very tight, uh, even this early on. Um, but what John raised is like, yes, it, it is that, but it's also like vocals, it's uh, harmonies, it's the tightness of the band, as you we were saying. So like, there are a lot of things that kind of set them apart as being like, oh, this is a very, these guys can play. They're very proficient. And from an early age, they were, yeah, just tight and doing interesting musical. I mean, all these songs are built around killer riffs, like right. to a song. And that is unique. Um, I feel like there's there's like a formula pretty much every song follows on this album, which is like a great opening, usually built around like a memorable, technically proficient riff. Right. Um, and then a great bridge that's built around a shreddy solo or riff, uh, sometimes like bringing back the original opening riff. Um, and every time <laughs> that opening or that bridge comes in on pretty much every song, I'm like, Oh, this is, I'm, this is interesting. Like they're doing something out of the ordinary, like you're saying, and it, there's a little bit of a medley bent that they bring to the genre. Um, at least with the guitar playing that maybe not all the bands, uh, in their world shared. Um, but, and yeah, I, 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 I do really like this record for sure. I think there's times when, those openings are so strong that the rest sort of disappoints. You know what I mean? Like the songs start with such high energy and they're so kick-ass that I'm kind of like, Oh, I kind of wish they would have continued more in the vein of that opening. Um, but there are certainly no bad songs on this record. There's one interesting song we'll, we'll, we'll get to. Um, but yeah, what's your experience today? I mean, does it, does it, how do you feel about it? Having been a beloved record of yours, is it still in that same hallowed space for you i i would still say this album holds up in yeah uh, the technical musical uh space yeah i think the lyrics speak to me in a different way now than they yeah. did when i was 15 yes um which is kind of expected as we've gone over similar kinds of evangelical Yes. Uh, experiences for us uh, growing up and other evangelical bands on the uh, that we've covered on the pod. And so that's to be expected. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I, I think I've I think is fascinating is that Mike's voice is better now. Like, yes, years after yeah. they stopped playing and they right. put out this Christmas EP. And I'm just like, I don't know, like maybe he's like kept it up and he's, and he like kept singing and he kept working and, and everything. And, and I mean, that would have to make sense for him to be yeah. as like, uh, can still shred. He can still sing. I mean, can, I think he's, I think he's still playing music regularly. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just like, wow, the, when you, it's not that his voice is not good on this record. It's just it's of a time. It's of a of, of a particular age, and yeah. and so it makes sense. And so yeah. I have, and I also have that like experience with the record. So it, right. it still has that nostalgia for me. But I think yeah. listening to this Christmas hymns, yeah, EP that I'm just like, and then going back to this, I'm just like, wow, that dude has gotten like better over these last couple decades. Definitely. I mean, we 
talked about how tight they sounded on uh, Christmas hymns, how high the production is. Everything sounds great, um, which leads me to believe, you know, I'm assuming Nick is still messing around on the guitar because he sounds great. Um, but yeah, everything, I, we were surprised, almost surprised at how like tight everything still was for them kind of picking it up, right? you know, so many years later. Um, I feel the same. This, as far as their discography, is certainly like the weakest vocal performance. I mean, it's just... I think the vocals are good and you can tell early on that he's got a, a strong voice and there are cool harmonies, but both his voice and the harmonies improve, I'd say a lot on the next record. And then going forward, it, it might be just like the production, you know, he just sounds a little thin. It's just like not as full as it becomes later. Uh, there's kind of a, like a reverby pr production sound on it sometimes. Um, but, you know, I, my understanding too, is they, they, kind of produce this themselves at least initially i don't know exactly what the timeline was whether when bc um you know put it out again whether they got a new mixer master <coughs> mixer master on it but um it wasn't at least at some point co-produced by the band and this guy george renner and mixed by matt mattoon i think both of those are local guys not many credits to either of them and it was recorded engineered and mixed at renwood messenger studios in kenosha uh, so I'm assuming that's George Renner's place. Um, so maybe this was all done, uh, you know, before they were even signed and they just kind of put a final polish on it. But, you know, for being a very young band, um, co-producing themselves, I, I think it's a pretty impressive effort, even if there are things like the vocals maybe not being at the level that they get to. I also think, I mean, the drums, the drum performance is great. I wish they sounded a little fuller sometimes mm. on this record. Um could use a little more drum sound, but I feel like for the most part, everything sounds pretty good. I mean, they're obviously all good players. Um, the energy is great throughout. Um, all the songs are credited as written by the band. I mean, all this is pretty impressive for being pretty much straight out of high school, uh, as a lot of the bands we've covered are. But I feel like, as you said, they kind of, they sort of stand out as, in terms of proficiency. Um, and yeah, the lyrics maybe not like poetry, but no. I'd say fairly thoughtful for young guys uh, yes. from this world. Like the songs are mainly about God um, and they are evangelical in the sense that they're sort of like praise and worship or like, you know, introspective sort of thinking about how to live a, a, a you know, a godly life and stuff like that. But for the most part, not judgmental. I mean, there are some exceptions, but I feel like there's some pointing fingers inward on this album that as we've talked about doesn't always happen uh in this era and in this world that like often it's a finger pointing judgy world to be in so i appreciated that there's a lot of introspection where it's sort of like asking himself these questions too yeah there's there's sort of a balance between some of the less finger pointing debut albums mm -hmm. like homecoming by craig's brother which was mm -hmm not like a super judgy right yeah he was always you know there's always more far more of a uh introspective approach and as opposed to some of the other bands that we've covered that we just felt like this is uh i don't know i i just i felt like for high school stuff i'm like this is sir i i i give it i give it a pass for the most part in yeah. terms of the in terms of the content even though like some of it still bums me out yeah no i think i think there's some credit uh to be given here for 
sort of the world that they're coming from with some of the stuff, yeah. uh, which we will get into. Yeah, which should I think we do we that should, now? We should do that now with oh boy. the a scorching opener, friendly advice. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. My number one. Number one, baby. Number one. What a one. great song this is. This is how you fucking <laughs> do it. That's this, an album opener. This is <laughs> yes. This is an album opener. There's you don't waste any time with the fade in. <laughs> no. You don't like build up the you just like you're just you start second one fucking shredding. <laughs> there's just there's no waiting. That's how it's yep. done. Yep, I remember you talking a while ago about Long trying to ago. attempt. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> trying to attempt some of these uh, riffs as a kid, and just being like, "Oh, I can't, I can't do it." <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's no trying. I, I tried. Um, like the one that I, like, I tried to do the most uh, was double standard because that sure. that album starts with a, a little bit more of a. Yeah, yeah. So you're like. But then it's slowly just you're like, right. nah, this, I'm done. You can hang on for like 30 <laughs> seconds. And then, yeah, um, I'm out. then I'm out. Yeah, incredible. I mean, that riff uh, rules. Uh, just the song rips like the energy from second one, as you said. I love that kind of hardcore chord progression here. And obviously the whoa, whoa, whoa. It's background yeah. vocal harmonies. I mean, come yeah. on. It, it when when the the whoa. Yeah. Like that, when that kicks in, but also the the palm muted. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the in like, and then the in the verse is so great, and then when it and it drops out in the chorus, and then the drums kick back in. So, so good, man. it's so great. Yeah, I you know, my only like complaint is that there's nowhere to you know you already you're at your peak here, <laughs> um, but that's fine. I'd rather have my album open with like the, the hardest punch you can give me. So right. um, I don't know. I, as I was saying before, there's times on this record where I will like sections of it, but feel like maybe they're not all of a piece. Like, Oh, I love that opening. But then I'm like, Oh, that's where the verse went. Or like, Oh, that's where they went after this. But for this, the opening, the verses, the chorus, the bridge, the bridge, they all, the bridge rules. Perhaps we should hear some of that guitar yes. solo. Yes. Uh, 147 uh-huh. or so. Give it to me. Yeah. 
Ugh, it's so good. Yes. So good. <laughs> so awesome. Love um, it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It all just feels of such a piece together for me. They all build on each other. They all work uh, into each other so naturally. And man, I just, yeah, by the time they're kind of like, he's writing the symbol for all of that final chorus. I'm just like so hyped up. Yeah. Um, great song. Um, we 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 got to get some answers on whether Hangnail, you know, what are they doing? Are they are they back together? Is there yeah. more music coming? Is there going to be live shows ever? Uh, so we're we're going down to Kenosha, buddy. We're I mean, gonna, I saw we're see the song live. <laughs> I saw them once. I told. Right. I think I've talked about it on this pod several times, and yep. it's just like, come on, are you kidding me? With this I'm guitar? assuming that the shredding was <laughs> as impressive live. I'm just like, are you kidding me? This is so this is so great. Um, so good. Uh, lyrically, you know, about someone that hurt him, I, I think, um, you know, it says you claim to believe in forgiving love forgiveness is yours. If you'd look up above, which I think is sort of like a, I don't know exactly the dynamics of what, what's happening here, but it's, it is some relationship where there was some hurt that happened. Um, and I guess he's saying true forgiveness for that hurt will come if and when you establish a relationship with God, I guess. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And I think this is, I think you're right. Obviously he's talking, he says, it's just that I possess a broken heart. Um, the part that I'm unclear about is that is what is breaking his heart. Was it that somebody hurt him or is it that, this person is not living the With way the Lord that he wants them to be living. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, could be. you know, uh, so maybe like this is a person that claims to be a Christian, but is not like living the exact Christian lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. You know, hear about you, you and all the things and things that you do and the hurt that it brings. Um, and it, I think the line that sort of sticks out to me is something that we've been talking about since season one. Uh, I don't understand your reasoning. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They sort of like, you know, you just, you just don't see, you just don't understand. Like, right. 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 It, yes. it, like I know I've, I've got it figured out, you know, you just need to do things this particular way because <laughs> right. as a high schooler, I've got, I've, I've nailed down the secret to uh, living this perfect Christian life. Yes. Um, yes. It's in God's book, but you don't want to look as we yeah. reference that MXPX lyric for. for right. Years. It's maybe like night, not quite that level, no. but maybe it is. I mean, as you're articulating this, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's what this is. <laughs> maybe it's not so much the you know the broken heart is just over. Like, boy, I wish this person could get themselves together and follow Jesus. Um, and there are several songs that kind of fall in that category, as you're saying, um, right? Which is a, a bummer, but is very, you know, again, it's over time. It's over yes, time. very young person here firm in their beliefs being like i just don't get why you can't see things my way um yeah but you know I, I do think these songs on the record tend to be rooted in a place of what i think is sort of concern for the person sure where it's not just like you're a complete asshole like i feel like i, I sense the like you know he says you claim to 
believe in forgiving love. I don't know what, like, I assume that's sort of like, maybe he's had conversations with this person and it's like, well, look, I don't, maybe I don't believe in God, but I believe in like forgiveness and love or something like that. And he's just like, well, true forgiveness only comes from God. But I, it, it suggests to me like a, a relationship in which they have like, it's more than surface level. He's not just like judging somebody without knowing anything about them. That's what it suggests no. to me, but you know, who knows? I yeah. don't know exactly. Maybe this is like when Christians balk at the idea of like, you know, someone saying like that being a good person is good enough. It's right. Like, right. You know, it's, you know, it's not about, it's not about works. It's about faith, you know? Yeah. That, that sort of thing. That works too. It's a, definitely <laughs> about works. <laughs> All right, let's make some history, bro. Shit. Oh, man. It's just, I think it's, you might be like, oh, this is kind of a goofy song. But when you listen to it, it is heavier than you like realize. Like when, it, kick, when it kicks back into that verse, you're like, oh, this is sort of heavy as shit. It's just like the, the guitars sound like really heavy and the bass is like going kicking. It's yeah. just great. And I think that's why... I do love the song, but I'm like that opener goes so hard that I'm yeah. like expecting like a hardcore song to come. And the fact that it goes in this sort of goofy, goofier direction right. sort of bums me out a little. Like I'm like, I want it to stay on that vibe they were on. Um, and he I, you know, he's I, not, he doesn't have that like aggressive voice. That's the thing. Like, no, this is, it's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I totally agree that opening. And then the fact that they return to it before the verses, you know, it, it goes so hard. It sounds so great. Um, I love that little bass sound in the opening too. The doo 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 doo. So yeah, I I would prefer that it went a little harder throughout, but I enjoy it. There's like those harmonic riffs that come in in the bridge that are cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I at first I thought you were saying like it's heavier thematically than you might think, and I was like, oh, oh really? Did no, I misread no, no. something? No, 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 uh, <laughs> no. It's pretty no, it's goofy. just about them uh, being in a band that's uh, playing for nobody. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I do think it's funny to have on your first album a song called Making History. <laughs> like he references like Abe Lincoln move on over, you know, as you uh, as it you... may be not quite. That's yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's it's sort of like it's tongue in cheek. He yeah. like he's like they're being self-deprecating, you know. So right. I can Playing I shows for it. ten people. Yeah. Um yeah. no, I, I I think it's yes, absolutely. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think it's I think it's fun and funny for a band on their opening record to be like, ah, yes, our long history. We're making history here. This is important stuff we're doing. To be like, oh, 
these guys are are not gonna bum me out for a whole album here. We're 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 pointing again, pointing the finger at inward, both in like funny ways and in more serious ways. But yeah, here for it. Yeah. Um, I'm only human. rules this is another one of those it's a it's such a heavy every all the rec the the guitars everything just sounds so aggressive yes. and then but like your point is like it just <laughs> the 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 lyric the lyrics don't necessarily or the vocals don't always match up with how heavy it is but no um and this is one of those songs that is pretty much on every band that we've covered is just like i'm i'm a <laughs> yeah. shitty i'm a shitty I'm person a piece of shit i'm yeah. a piece of shit <laughs> it's a good thing god loves me because i'm a giant piece of shit um and i was I, a total piece of shit <laughs> slick back <laughs> hair. slick back hair white bathing white suit, bathing suit. <laughs> sloppy steaks you know? oh man i would love an evangelical uh <laughs> punk song about being like <laughs> I was having sloppy steaks. They're so much better that way. Um, Pour the water on your steak. These are references to I think you should leave for folks who don't know. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Just there's just super concerned. The baby thinks you're a piece of shit. Um, It's like, oh, yeah, I used to be total piece of shit. Right. Um, I think that's what Mike's singing about here. (laughs) holding the baby and he's just my, like you know yeah tried uh, to keep I, my life in straight in line yeah but you know mike was you know all about those sloppy steaks <laughs> oh man um not trying to yeah, be funny I, not trying to get not trying to get a laugh uh, but do any of these do any of these fuckers <laughs> um okay. if you're not watching i think you should leave get your life together oh it's so good um okay yes i agree it it, it certainly falls at least a little bit into that sort of mode of song we've talked about plenty on our podcast um, in terms of saying, you know, I've tried to keep my life straight in line all the while my life keeps falling apart. It's like, is your life really falling apart (laughs) or is that sort of a dramatic way to be like, you know, sometimes I'm, but you know, I appreciate that. It's not, it's not so much about how bad he is necessarily, but accepting that that's part of being a person. He's like, I guess what I'm doing now makes me human. Like that feels more refreshing to me that he's just it, like, it does. It does. Yeah. This is part of the human experience as opposed to just like, Oh, I suck. I'm the worst. Why doesn't God just kill me? And like, cause <laughs> yeah. I'm in high school and you know, what's the worst thing that you've ever done? Yeah. I think anyway. I, I, you know, I, without knowing anybody's individual experiences, like mm-hmm. obviously I'm viewing this through my own personal experience and everything like in everything, but yeah the 
being so hard on yourself, but like the the caveat and calling the song I'm only human, I think gives me it just like makes me breathe a little bit easier that yes. he's, he's not like he, he's not ending it with being like I'm a complete piece of trash and that's the end of the story. It's, right, right, right. He's acknowledging his own humanity and that yeah. the struggle of being a person. Right. Yeah. Which is again pretty thoughtful for young person to be writing about yeah need um, i need i bust out my high school poetry <laughs> yeah <laughs> it I, was way more hard on myself <laughs> and way more emo and depressing than than, right. than any of this i feel like our i've you know i have a couple of missions that i have uh developed here as a result of our work on the podcast one is uh make werewolves great again stop yes. beating up on werewolves yes. two is come on young people growing up in the church like you're doing fine. You're Nothing's doing okay. that bad. You're 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 a good person, I promise. Um, and when we say you, nothing's that bad, we're talking about like you as a person, life circumstances aside. Like, right. Yeah. Like you, you probably haven't killed anyone or right. like, um, you know, put people out of business with your greed or right. <laughs> I don't know. You're uh, you're you know you're you're lusting or you're you or maybe an asshole to one of your friends, but like right. that's being a person. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, musically. I like this one a lot. I feel like yes. it's like just outside my top three, probably um, classic pop punk opener there. That sounds like such an iconic, great punk yep. opening. It gets me so hyped. Right. Um, and I, the rest of the song is simple, but it works. You know, it's, it's all kind of built around that same chord progression. Uh, there's a cool variation on that opening right from the bridge. Yep. There's nice harmonies that come in in that the final harmonies, chorus. The harmonies are great. Harmonies sound great throughout. Um, Ending yeah. with the with the harmony, the yep. humor. Yeah. I guess what I'm doing now makes me human. Yeah, it's great. Love that. Great. Love it. Love it. Good one. Good one. And what else is a good one? It's next one. Surprisingly, this is my number three. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's in my, you know, probably top five or whatever. Um, there's, there's a couple of reasons this pushes into my top three. Okay. Uh, it's, I think one of the handful of bands that I think we can point to that we've covered that has sort of this anti-materialist yes. approach yeah. to things where it's like, you know, of course, it's it it ends with the like, 
and like you know god's always going to be here like that's maybe yeah. not the takeaway that i would say like maybe sure. it's supposed to be like oh you can't take it with us right, right. Can't take it with you kind of kind of mentality but like um holding wealth and possessions loosely in the palm of your hand i think is mm-hmm. uh, a lesson that needs to be taught more yes in the, in the church and so i i love that message yeah. and once it gets to the end where it's just the gang vocals yes that, that pushes me over i'm like yeah. oh of course it rules. It this rules. is this is fucking awesome yeah so fun Right. yeah it's pretty great man <laughs> it's, it's pretty I, good like it, it it takes it from a good song to a great song for me just like i i because i just like envision i envision moments <laughs> when i listen yep. to songs i'm like like people in the audience being like yep yep you know it's just great we're pumping our fists at the stage <laughs> yeah, we're all putting like, our arms around each other fuck capitalism <laughs> <laughs> what i'm hearing you say is fuck capitalism <laughs> um yeah i, I totally agree I, Mm. you make these compelling cases where I'm like, is this in my time for you? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I agree that, that the message is one that we don't hear often enough. So it was nice to hear again, maybe not said with like <laughs> the most beautiful poetry. It's pretty straightforward, but again, you know, with, for your gang folks, punk song, you don't need a lot of poetry. Okay. It's nah, a straightforward yeah. message. You can shout it. It's great. Yeah. Um, that opening rules. Um it goes so hard and they return to it before each verse, which I love. It feels like, again, a case of maybe it goes like a little too simple after that for me. Um, but you know, like you're saying that the, the simpleness of the chorus works, it lends it, itself well to that ending. I mean, the gang vokes and the harmonies that come in on the final two choruses kind of make the whole thing. Um, so I would say that on the whole, not every aspect of it works for me, but it's, it's very fun. And, uh, I, I really like the opening and then where it ends up. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's this part where, you know, because they do the dan, 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 And then they do like a, the sort of a, a halftime part for just like, right, right. like a, a couple beats. And then it just goes back into the, I'm just, those sorts of tiny little details to me make all the difference in a, yeah. in a song. Just, you know, like one of the reasons that when we talk about Scott Kerr from Five mm-hmm. Iron and, uh, his sort of like his a uh, he's a big texture boy. That's right. We're BTBs. BTB, you know, and so we like he, little flourishes, like the flourishes, like the textures, and those mm. those tiny little things that, yes. that matter to a BTB like me. <laughs> Absolutely. This might be a new T-shirt too. <laughs> are, are you ask me about a B, ask me about being a BTB? <laughs> yeah, maybe there's something like you can rub on the shirt or something, some sort of texture. <laughs> I don't know. All right, we'll work on it. We'll workshop it. All right, uh, and then there's this next song, uh, "No Name Yet." What we- Justification is not in their hands. In a 
John. Well, are you ready? Yeah, after a little bit of a break. Final time. Yep. To open up that box. Let's open up the box. This one is called the box. Food disappointment line. <laughs> um, it was nice to have a little break. Not, you know, we didn't open the box with a with a female fronted band. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Everybody needs their abortion song, right? You, you didn't think we were going to get out of the season with uh, without one last abortion song. Um, here's what I'll say. Oh, the song's a bummer in a couple ways. It's a bummer lyrically. It's also a bummer because it kind of shreds. Like oh, it's pretty. That's it's pretty that's, great. That's the, that. That's one of the. I mean, obviously, there's plenty of abortion songs that we've covered this season. Yes. But like, the bummer to me is that this song goes so hard, and you're just it like, really does. You did ah why? <laughs> yeah, couldn't this one have been about capitalism too? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's really fun sounding. Those great harmonies at the beginning. It's just a high energy pop punk sound, and then even the ending has like this cool hardcore adjacent sound with great drums that come in um but hard to get over some of these lyrics um it's judginess like we were saying just feels a little odd with 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 the rest of the songs um i don't know how the lyrics broke down like i said all the songs are credited to the band but i wonder if like some of these are are by some of the members and others are by others like i it just it and i know we've said many times this was not there's a reason this was so prevalent in the scene. Like, yes, it, it's judginess feels odd with the other songs, which just goes to show you how prevalent it was. Like, whether you know, my 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 inclination with this is like nobody asked you, bro. Like nobody <laughs> asked. We don't need any more teenage dudes weighing in on this ever again. Is my <laughs> knee jerk. On the other hand, I mean, maybe the church world they were part of were asking for this you know maybe they did ask them to do this um so and they certainly heard it enough that they felt like this is an important thing for us to communicate so once again trying not to like place too much blame at these teenagers coming out of this world where this was like the number one issue um but it just strikes me as a different tone that's not as it's so much more condescending you know he's like what will it take to open their eyes? Like you were saying, like, I'm so smart. And why can't they (laughs) see how awful they are? You know? Yeah. And uh, the part to me, I mean, there's a lot of parts to me that, that jump out Um, to the crimes that they legally do. Those man-made laws don't mean a thing. Yeah. Um, Well, all laws are (laughs) man-made. And what about God's laws, Andrew? Oh, Jesus Christ. Remember all the abortion talk in the New Testament? (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's, you know, it's that's if you want to talk about slippery slopes of being like, you know, okay, so let's talk about which man-made laws are important and which aren't important. So, yeah, I I just it's uh, yeah, the 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 teenage boys um being encouraged to have a a firm and strong opinion on this when they haven't had sex they haven't had to have the complicated discussions around sex and the bodies or talked to a woman about their uh how they feel about their own bodies and bodily autonomy and it's just like it's it's all theoretical and I, i need to emphasize again that this was me in high school. I yeah. was this exact person. I wrote right. 
articles for my school newspaper. I was this kind of in your face person about this topic. Yep. Um, it was a intentional propaganda <laughs> that they were pushing into the youth group world. Um, yeah, I think what it is, is it's, you're exactly right. It, it's easy to demonize people and it, it, you know, the lyrics betray that lack of understanding of the issue that he, and any of these guys clearly haven't talked to a woman who has had an abortion. Um, Cause he's like, I was wondering, do they think of you or try to keep you in their minds? I'm like, you're, it's again, it's so condescending. It's like, oh, these, these people are just, uh, you know, garbage. And they may, he's like, it seems too easy. And it's like, well, it's probably not <laughs> super easy. You are projecting that onto people's experiences. Yeah. You don't know what they went through. Uh, most people who get abortions are married with families. Uh, it's not like this idea, the chick tracked idea of some like demon throwing a child away or whatever. Um, well, let's also, let's also clear a couple things up. Um, even if someone isn't married, even if someone is single, like it's fine. Like, absolutely. It's, it doesn't matter. Like the person's justification is completely irrelevant. Yes, ab- absolutely. I was I was just trying to say, as far as who this the sort of like stereotype demon is that these guys have in mind in these songs, it's, like, it's such a clear black and white. Where it's like, well, it's obviously just somebody who's like some slut who doesn't care about life, and so right, right. it wasn't easy. It's just, it was just so easy for her to do this. It's like, right. well, most people are in complicated situations uh, that are more than just like whatever you're projecting like so yeah i'm obviously saying it's you know anybody's business in any circumstance they're in but probably most people who have experienced this are not the people that they assume are the demographic or whatever um yeah it's just it's it's a bummer it's a window into that thinking and i know that you had a procedure recently that you maybe wanted to bring up within this context so i will cede the floor to you on that yeah so i have been pretty aware for many many years that i've never wanted children and um you know i was you know married for um you know over 13 years and uh i i don't know why it never occurred to me to ever take birth control measures into my hands more permanently and while and why i left that to my partner to take birth control and when i I was like i was just as um just i was confident about what i wanted so why did i just defer and so i had felt convicted um recent in recent months that i'm like I feel like it's not fair to have the onus so much on women to mm-hmm. handle the the birth control, whether it's an IUD, whether it's a birth control pill, whether it's having to uh, you know deal with an unwanted pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, uh, and men being like. Mm, but I don't like condoms, you know, that, and it's like, so, um, so I, I made the decision that I wanted to get a vasectomy because, um, 
it I it just felt like I know I know this. Why not do it? And for a woman to permanently make that decision, there is to get a hysterectomy or to have their mm. tubes tied or do anything like that, the hoops that they have to go through, if right. they even get it done, because like most of the time, if they're of child, you know, rearing, giving birth years, quote unquote, mm. uh, they will either be questioned as to like, what if you change your mind or they'll just be flat out told no. And right. that was the opposite of my case. I went in, I scheduled the appointment to have my uh, consultation, uh, asked me if I had kids, asked me if I, you know, was, you know, gave me the, all the details about what it meant. And, and then I scheduled the appointment and I, it's, uh, there were no hoops. There was no second guessing. There was no placing of doubt in my mind. Uh, And so when it comes to these these ideas of like men being like it's so women's thoughts around these things are so easy there's nothing easy or straightforward about any of this because right. even things that are you know he talks about crimes that are legal so like saying that abortion is legal i mean it is but there's for still <laughs> for now but it's still so many hoops than things you have right, to jump right. through for something that is legal and i i faced no hurdles at all in yep. this procedure and i'm grateful i was taken right. care of very well um and i'm grateful for that but everybody should have this sort of access to healthcare where they are taken care of and believed when they say something Right. Whether it's, this is what I want, I'm not going to change my mind, or I'm in pain. Um, can you listen to me in my pain? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, when I was having my vasectomy done, I, I started, like, I didn't, I didn't feel like almost any pain, but there was one point during the procedure, I started feeling nauseous mm-hmm. and uh, the physician's assistant, he called for the physician's assistant came and like, put like a wet cloth on my forehead mm-hmm. and I'm like it, it just seemed like a this just seemed like uh, you know like a something from like a hundred years ago like <laughs> you know just like oh he's 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 having he's you know he's getting, going the through, getting the vapors he's going has a spell going through a spell here yeah and but like I was I'm glad I was very grateful that I was taken yeah. care of but um but I guess I, I've gotten to a point in my in my feminism that like I wanted to stop just having opinions and back it up with my actions. Yeah, which is also why yesterday I um, I, I sat in on a training with a, a local Minnesota group to be uh, an escort at a mm. local clinic and here in the Twin Cities. Mm. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with the, there are, um, there's only one clinic in the Twin Cities that offers abortions. While there are plenty of fake women's health clinics right. that are 
uh, intentionally created to help confuse, created to help confuse women about the services they might provide. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to be an escort for um, women who are going to this one particular clinic who um, they offer abortions, but this is also just a place where women go to the doctor right. because not every place that <laughs> provides abortions is like an abortion factory. They're like Planned Parenthood. They offer a variety of services um, just like any doctor. So I was like, I, I need to back up my positions and my feelings and opinions with action to actually help out these, uh, um, these this community of people who is being um, demonized for just wanting to take care of them themselves and make choices for their own health. Yeah. And, you know, I've talked to, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast and I'm like, you know, I need, I just felt like I wanted, I wanted to do something more concrete. So, yeah, that's commendable, dude. I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think that is a, a really cool thing to do and a way to put your words into action. Um, is that on like Ford Parkway in St. Paul? It's not in St. Paul. Okay. There um, used to be one when I was growing up there. Um, which I, I mean, I know from passing it, but I also know from uh, uh, classmates of mine who would go there to protest and put signs in people's faces as they were walking in and out. So the idea of a thoughtful guy like you being there to come between some of those people is an encouragement. Um, Are we ready to close up the box for the last time? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Uh, Let's do it. Let's close up that box for the last time this season. Box is closed. Let's Box push it into closed. the ocean. <laughs> Chain it up. <laughs> Never Chain it up. Again. Give it. Give it a Viking funeral. Right. Shoot an arrow. Flame Shoot arrow. arrow it. Over a waterfall. Perfect. Goodbye. <laughs> songs. Um, okay. All right. An apology up next. Yes. Not for that song, but an apology. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does someone have an apology? Mm. It's hard to take the blame, but sometimes credit's due. It's easier to rearrange what's wrong from what is true. The focus is not on you. What part could I have had? I'm sorry if I messed things up. Doesn't matter how I'm responsible for my actions And yours are up to you And I realize now I can't be the judge If I only see the wrong you've done Then the wrong should be on me To have these two songs back to back, yeah, like interesting. I, <laughs> it's, it is a very interesting uh, juxtaposition. 
Yes. To be like, are you fucking thinking about what you're doing and the legal crimes? Like, right. but you know, just who am I to judge? You know? Yes. I also had in my notes, uh, especially interesting coming off the last song <laughs> because it's so thoughtful. And again, seems much more self-reflective and nuanced yes, uh, yes. here than they were on the last song yep. uh, as they are on most of the album. So again, appreciate the ability to sort of point the finger at themselves. He says, I, I realize now I can't be the judge. If I only see the wrong you've done, then the wrong should be on me. And I'm like, that's a good thing for young Christian bands to be sharing and for audiences to be hearing. Um, I just wish you would. It's so funny that the most judgmental song comes just before. Yes. Specifically naming, I shouldn't judge people because then I'm the one who's in the wrong. Um, which again, maybe it's all part of the jumbo of the of the song of the maybe album. Maybe it's like, just about being human. You right, know? right. Yeah. Maybe he he's he's saying sometimes I can do that, like on the last song, and that's uh, part of the experience. I don't know. I. I do think it it is a thoughtful song, though, regardless of of the context of it. Um, I don't really like it musically very much, though. It's, it's like the opposite of, of the last song, you know, where it's, it's like very slow. Yeah, the last song shreds, and I don't like the content. This song, I like the content, and it's just kind of boring. Um, and it's like the longest song on the yeah. Record. There's a cool guitar solo in there. There is, there is. Um, but the rest just doesn't do too much for me. Um, but again, I, I appreciate that this uh, thematic content is included here. I agree. Um, helpless on my own. those pick slides baby <laughs> all the pick slides uh yeah i i like a lot about this song mm -hmm. i i think the the chorus in the verses just don't seem to match to me i fully they, agree <laughs> they just they they feel like parts of different songs yes because the chorus is like is great but yep. it 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 seems like a leap there. There yes. should have been like a pre-chorus or something. It's just right. Yep. Just, yeah. I have uh, in my notes, it feels jarring <laughs> with the rest of the song. Um, I think it's fun. I agree that the slow verse is not doing much for me. We get to that fast chorus and I'm into it, but like the slow verse to fast chorus thing just seems jarring to me uh, with the rest of the song. And there's a few 
times that happens on this album where I'm like, I kind of appreciate that they're, you know, making some risky uh, choices with the song structures, but it doesn't always work for me. Um, there's a song that does the reverse later that goes from a fast chorus, or I mean a fast verse to a slow chorus, and that works a little better for me. But um, there is a, a double time of the bridge into the final chorus. That's cool, um, where it kind of picks up and then moves into the kind of climax of, of hitting it fast again, um, which I like. Um, but yeah, it's not, uh, I think it's fun, but it's not uh, one of my favorites. Um, thematically, kind of, you know, more focused on grace without necessarily getting too far into the like i'm an awful person <laughs> realm of songs um i don't know what do you think i really don't deserve a second chance <laughs> yeah i mean maybe it's maybe it's in that realm <laughs> that's a little bit it's a little bit much like you don't you yeah. don't deserve a second chance again i think you're you're probably doing okay yeah you're probably doing okay um <clears throat> yeah i so this was this is like a, a way that I, I thought at this, at the same age when I was mm-hmm. a Christian, this, like my perceived flaws and my perceived sins and right. this, this idea of like looking to God to take control because it's right. like uh, my inability to not sin. So the only solution then would be to relinquish control, yeah. which uh, I think it's problematic in a whole variety of ways. Yeah. We, yeah. we get into that even more on the next song, yeah. uh, I think. But uh, yes, I agree. All right. Well, let's just move in then on to decision-making. Great opening. Yes. wish they continued that double time into that core into that verse there me too it seems that, like it's gonna happen i know it does um yeah that opening is great it's yeah. a nice clean classic pop punk opening riff and the rest just doesn't stay at that level of promise for me um like you said when there are hints at it of like oh we're in double time now it's picking up it kind of goes back again i'm like oh i will say there's a cool bridge where it builds up into that final chorus in a way that is satisfying for me. But yeah. Yeah. On the whole, I just think again, it, it starts very promising and just like, doesn't stay at that level for me. Um, but what I was kind of getting at with, with this song being even more kind of like along the lines of what you were saying, 
I mean, this is this is definitely like an anguished I'm awful yeah. song. He's <laughs> like, I'm trying hard as can be to be the person that my sovereign maker wants me to be. Uh, all I want is for his will to be done. Decision making is not my own. I mean, we've unpacked this idea before of like decision making in terms of um, not wanting to be a puppet <laughs> and stuff right. like that. Like, is it truly a relationship? you know, based in, in love and in faith, if it's like, I just want you to control me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't love that. That makes me feel uh, weird. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I guess I just have a hard time wrapping my head around in this way of thinking anymore. Uh, right. And, and it also just bums me out because I, I also spent many years thinking of um, a selfish one-way thinking mind can only make feelings of pain. Hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, if that's if that's your like way of existing is only selfishness, like okay, maybe, but like, are you truly an a complete sociopath? Where you <laughs> right? Like, I I don't. I probably not. You're probably not. You're again. Go back to the part where you're talking about being human and it's okay to like, you know, blow it and make a mistake. But I don't think deep down every single teenage boy who's just trying to be a good person is a selfish monster in, right. you know, it, just inflicting pain on everybody. And yeah. That's, that's the part that like I think brings about trauma in so many kids is that they are taught that they are selfish and, uh, yeah, immoral monster just just bringing pain to everybody if they're not surrendering to God at all at all times. Yeah, yep. I, yeah, I remember when we talked about this idea of like you know free will and, and control and all that before that you were kind of asking like okay as someone who as someone who seeks to pray to God and ask some of these questions uh, to me you were like do you want that do you want God to just make all your decisions for you. And I was like, no, that, that weirds me out. Like I, my understanding of God and my faith relationship is like, I am happy to have an ongoing relationship that where prayer is part of it. And, and that the questions are, you know, help me guide me, help me look to what is the most Christ-like thing to do here. That feels different than just like to take control over everything. I can't do it. Like, I must be a robot who performs, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's part of the faith experience is, is figuring out how to apply your faith to how you live your life and whether it aligns with, um, you know, the God that you're seeking to, uh, live a life, uh, you know, that you feel called to. So I don't know. I, I, I understand the impulse to be like, help me make better decisions. That feels different from, make all my decisions for me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm parsing too much here, but no, I think it's, I think it is a, the difference between um, someone at the beginning of their faith journey mm -hmm, and someone sure. years and years into yeah, their yeah. faith journey. Like, you know, I don't think we're probably too different in age like right. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming we're probably within five years yeah. of these guys, is my guess. Maybe maybe a few more, but like 
um, you know, I think even even if you know majority of them are still Christians, I would assume that there are ways that they have also grown and have yeah changed in in ways uh, that they that they think about this kind of stuff and and I think that that's just that's normal with all with all yeah. values and ethics that you're you're constantly seeing you're you're taking your values you're taking your ethics and you're seeing how they play right. out in in real world situations and the reality is like uh no god is not a puppet master that right. uh, tells you and what to say and how to move and what to like that's that's our job that's our for lack of a better word, that's our curse of being born. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. None of us, none of us chose to be here, and now we have to navigate it and right, figure right. out what to do with this time. And hopefully, we do some good, and hopefully, we love people. That, that is what I hope my legacy is, at least. Yeah. I mean, works don't matter, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's a bummer. All right. Uh, they do, John. They, what was, was that a, uh, uh, more than works, that 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 parody of, <laughs> right, yeah. of more than words, more than works, kiss oh, all you do, uh, was it what is it like? Because uh, all the things you do are nice. are really a big deal or something like that. <laughs> something it's like, like that. Ugh, that sucks. Yeah, who was that again? More than works. Yeah, some it was like the the Christian version of Weird Al, which like yes. even even put apologetics in, with apologetics. an X. That's what it was. That's right. <laughs> so good. Danny Danny Leary, big apologetics head back in the day. <laughs> That's right. He went to see them, right? <laughs> yeah, I think he's I think he saw them at Cornerstone. Yeah, and he right was on. like he was like one of the handfuls of people who was like shouting songs to them <laughs> for them to play. Oh, uh, that rules. All right. He's like, and they're like, that's old school. <laughs> that's right. old school. Ooh. Um, this is the one that I was referencing where that change from fast to slow in this case oh, works sure. better for me. Sure, it's sure, less sure. less jarring for me. Yeah. Um, but there definitely is like a, a you know a time signature switch where it's all of a sudden like oh we're in a different song. But I like the kind of like slower chorus with the harmonies. Um, I like the way the drums sound on the chorus, and then it kind of transitions into a cool fast bridge with a great guitar solo in it. And then that transitions into a fast version of the chorus. So I, I like the progression of the song a lot. Um, but I will say this is when the, the opening is so strong 
and then when it goes into the verse i'm kind of bummed out <laughs> and then like goes back into the chorus and i'm really there for that um so yeah it kind of like another one that like doesn't quite stay at the level of the opening for me but i do really like the sound that they get to with the chorus and then kind of like what happens with the whole progression of the song so i definitely like it i don't know what do you think i guess the song's trying to be like uh make sure you're right with the lord now yes i think so i mean like because you don't know if you're going to get it tomorrow you need to think about right. right now yeah at first i thought i liked the idea of it being like not so focused on the afterlife that you forget how to act here. And I was like, Oh, yeah. that's cool. Then I was like, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> I think it's about if you're not growing with God here, then you're just wasting your days sort of. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> and, and I like so much. It's another one of those parts where you're like, Oh man, I, I like so much of the, yeah, the shredding and what's yes. going on with the song. And, um, and again, the I'm choosing to when I listen to the song, I'm choosing to think about you know being being present in the moment. Let's be present yes. today, <laughs> right? Right. Rather than uh, your walk is garbage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, this, yeah, we've returned to this idea a lot on the pod over the years, but like, if your conclusion is that, um, you know there is a God and there is an afterlife and all that, then like what we do here and now with the people around us and circumstances we're in should really, really matter to you. Yeah. So, you know, I, in this, in one sense, that's, it's sort of about that, but it's not as much about that as I wish it was. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost the opposite. It's almost being <laughs> right. like today is the most important. If you're, as long as you're, uh, living as your walk is going well (laughs) if your walk is going well yeah so yeah yeah. interesting one yep um something more This is this is an MXPX song. Compartmentalizing <laughs> isn't realizing because it's not affecting change. I mean, this is this is off life in general, isn't it? This is, sure. this is this is a life in general song. Yeah, it really, really sounds like sometimes you have to ask yourself. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, obviously, I love that sound, so yeah. I'm not mad at it. Uh, yeah. It's really fun. 
um another kind of classic pop punk opening riff the so many variations on that but it never doesn't slap yeah um it's great uh great bridge i think it's really fun i mean yeah lots yeah, of so, lots yeah. of reverb on this song like lots for, of reverb for the first time i feel like there's like they're going hard on the reverb what is this uh lost at sea by craig's brother <laughs> Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, the Todd Glass special. Um, <laughs> something sort of shifts. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like the last sort of set of songs, the last handful of songs on the album sound different than the rest to me. Like, especially some songs, it almost sounds like it was like a different session or something. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I feel like there's a different sound to some of these at the end. Um, but yeah, it you know i'm not mad the life in general sound is like uh, one of my favorite sounds so yes, if yes. people are going to make songs in that world i'm totally happy with that but it does sound a lot like it <laughs> um and this one you know thematically kind of about uh trying to be initially about you know the ways of the world uh but now feeling like life is about more than that uh so you know fine <laughs> yeah um I don't know. It's, I don't want any teenager to be like, you know, I've got the Lord. So if I die tonight, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's not my favorite yeah. takeaway. No, no. For the Christian faith. Like, like cool. If you want to believe uh, in the, in the afterlife and in heaven and salvation and everything. But like, I should hope that like your takeaway from your Christian faith is not about, is not only about salvation and it is about uh you know it's not just about converting sinners and like telling right. people that they're what they're doing is wrong but just like maybe trying to find ways to care for people and what a wild idea you know and i don't know it's i don't know just that that idea of being like I don't want I don't want teen teenage Christians to be like, you know, I'm right with the Lord. Might as so well I'm die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it kind of bums me out a bit. But yeah. again, trying to I'll reiterate that like I was this was me. Sure. So this is totally. just me also me thinking back on the way I I thought as and which is yeah. why like when I was listening to this, I was I was like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm with you. Um what it reminded me of is like my grandma when I was growing up, like pretty young, still being like, I just want Jesus to come back. I just want the end times to happen. And I'm like, I want to like live my life. <laughs> like I want to grow up and have a life. Don't you want that for me? I feel like the desire to bring about, <laughs> I don't know, the end of it all that we can just, Jesus can come and the apocalypse can happen or heaven can happen now is just like, uh what are we what are we doing here then why are we on this planet so right. um i was just bummed out to have her be like i wish we were all dead right now <laughs> like, well i want to i would love to be able to have a life uh, that would be nice anyway something more yeah. <laughs> something more uh don't let the sun go down on your anger
This is my number three. Okay. All right. Which I, you know, I thought about Worthless. I thought about I'm Only Human, some of those earlier songs, but I was like, the more that I spent time with it, I'm just like, the chorus is so catchy with the like multiple vocal parts, the harmonies. I've been singing the like, the bridge. Well, we'll get to the bridge. Um, I've been singing, don't let the sun go down on your, don't don't let let the the sun. sun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. which I think is just great. Um, and I was like, little, I little Ephesians, little Ephesians in there, uh, little Ephesians over here. Talk about Paul. Paul Paul's like, oh, what's going on, Ephesus? I got something to tell you. You yeah. fucking angry over here. <laughs> Take the moment to love each other, bro. <laughs> bro um, look to your left. Look to your right. <laughs> look at your bros. Um, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't, I find it so irresistible that chorus and it, the fact that it like builds into that. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it is, it is based on that Ephesians verse. I think it's about in this case, sort of friendship persevering, sort of applying that to a friendship that he has. And I think that's a good message. I mean, yeah. yeah. again, not one necessarily you're getting a ton of in uh, this world at this time. Uh, it's mostly, you know, there's a lot of judgment. Uh, and so to have a song be about not letting your anger take over, um you know using using that time to to question should i stay in the anger or should i take the chance to to love uh, each other rather than letting it divide our relationships ooh, i think that's ooh, ooh the love go with the love it's the love that's the right one um so i think that's cool to spend time in that now the bridge we got to hear some of that bridge yeah, hit me, there's hit like me. a there's like an acapella and drums chorus then a build back up at 152 ish yeah. Christian got small zoo. Christian got I love it. It's great. It's so fun. I just couldn't fun. I couldn't resist. Uh it may not go as hard as some of the other songs, but boy, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so catchy. I I couldn't. I couldn't help but hear Christian got Maltzu at the yeah. I mean, also a great song. Great song. Uh, uh, and now for our shared number two. Our shared number two, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. This is the song I tried to play as a 15 year old, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> understandable. Couldn't. Ooh, what are we doing? Ooh. Something's happening. That bass. Ah, oh, so good. Ooh, we're going somewhere. Those harmonics. Ugh. Yes. That double bass. Yes. 
now the song starts. <laughs> hey, John. See you in the, the pit. Let's go. This song goes so hard. It rules. Uh, I don't even care that there's like a minute of intro because the intro rules so hard too. Intro is great. This uh, is just, there's a lot of interesting things going on here. There's so many different parts and they're all cool. Um, <laughs> the That great, you know, guitar intro, there's like minor melodies happening. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like a medley opening. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, where, where are we going? And then that like amazing riff comes in we're like ding, 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 ding. i mean it's that, so good that's the that's the the part that i i had figured out but everything everything but everything else was just like uh right well so that's good. where the sort of seas of metally guitar shredding part and all of a sudden we're like oh now we're at like a hardcore song <laughs> yeah um i love it i love all the different sort of places they explore again they're like different segments but they all work together for me i feel like that sort of minor melody of the intro works well with the like hardcore progression of the rest of it yeah um i wavered on whether this or friendly advice was my number one and ultimately yeah. i think friendly advice just rules so much it's like an iconic little banger of a pop punk song and this is like weird <laughs> like it's sort of like different parts and and not as like easily digestible but i still really love it um I think in high school, I would have said that this was my favorite song. Yeah, I could see that. But I I think in time that that friendly advice, I also wavered a bit, but I was like, ah, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't turn my back on. Uh, I couldn't let the sun go down on friendly advice. <laughs> That's right. Don't do it. Don't let, um, the, don't let the sun. Uh, yeah. Another one I would absolutely love to see live. Oh, man. Be so fun. Um. This is one that, again, feels like, I, I don't know, his vocals sound better for me here. I don't know if it's the kind of song or if the vocal production is different, but... Or this maybe one, this was released or recorded later. Yeah, yeah, that could be. It, 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 it does feel like it's almost like a separate session when they recorded this one. Whatever they're doing here, it works great for me. Um, I think his vocals sound the best on the song, uh, on the album. Um, yeah. So very here for it. Uh, we need to get a little bit into the song. Yeah, I mean lyrically like who is it about do we think i wonder who he's addressing here i mean it's i think it, it's part and parcel for i mean these kinds of songs lyrically are a dime a dozen but it's the the part that that sticks out to me the most the the line in the song that is most interesting is uh you're an example leading yes. kids astray. That's what makes me wonder, is this like some leader they know who's doing something to disagree with? Is it just somebody from the band or like a band? Like who is sort of, who is in a leadership position that's leading kids astray? That's what makes me want to yeah. know what he's, who he's talking about. Yeah. This is probably like um, a very specific 
yeah this is probably yeah. not like anybody that is known it's just right. probably like a very specific person yeah well somebody's leading the kids astray somehow yeah. i don't know how they're doing it but it's also interesting to me that he says don't you count on any help from me in one part and then later he says when you fall down if you need me i'll be waiting yeah um which is good and again i'm sort of like are those things contradictory is it all part of the messiness of you know the human experience only being only, only human um or is it just like, you know, he's like, I'm going to include the anger that I feel of saying you won't get any help from me, but then ultimately being like, well, I will be waiting to help you. Maybe, or, maybe yeah. the, the the help is like, I'm not going to be a part of what you're doing here. Yeah. But when you inevitably crash, right. I'll be there to say, I told you so. Right. Which is why, like, obviously, I don't know the situation, but like the fact that he says when you fall down <laughs> certainly implies like a point of view where it's like. Yeah. He, he, it is judgment in a way because it's yeah. like i might be there for you but he's like you're gonna fail so when you do <laughs> i'll help you and it's like maybe the other person's like well i don't think that i'm failing i don't know it i don't know what he's referencing it's very interesting there's obviously somebody displaying a double standard of some kind that he finds unacceptable but right. uh i don't know i i do think it's interesting again it could be an easy sort of um you're doing bad things and get right with god to me it feels more like complicated and messy like there's an ongoing relationship um which just feels interesting to me like it's it's unique in the sense of sort of being like it's a complex back and forth relationship which isn't always the case in these kinds of songs so well it reminds me of in a way uh not as poetic necessarily but insult injury by craig's brother yeah, definitely. A, a song that is clearly uh, written towards uh, to a faith audience or right. whoever who it's written about as a, a person of faith and um, how they are acting in their faith is not being helpful. So, right. but this, this does come off as a little bit more uh, judgmental, I guess. It does. Um yeah, I, it's an interesting one. Ultimately, I'm not super hung up on the lyrics because no. I'm just going so hard listening yeah, to it. We're in the pit. Um, yeah, we're in the pit, and it's not anything that like I get like truly hung up on or anything here. Uh, there's stuff to sort of ponder and be like, what What are we really saying here? But I think it it just goes so hard and is so interesting that I'm like, yeah, this this song absolutely rules without any exceptions on it. So, yep. yep. All right. What do you think? Uh, close hey, it out. Podcast is ending. Where did the time go? I don't know. I mean, these these couple hours flew by, bro. Hmm.
really interesting song. Yes. Uh, there's a lot going on. I, I have a sense that this song was written later in their time. It just, there's. It's, it's another it's, one that feels like a different session or something. Not even a session, just like some of these songs I can see them having written when they were. Yeah, sure. Th- right, right, right. When they were like early on in high school. Yeah. This one feels like post high school because it's like, obviously, lyrically, it's like, you know, where'd the time go? You know, we're like, oh, we're going to be friends all our lives now, whatever. Yeah. But there's just like there's just like a little bit more maturity and complexity yeah. to the to the structure of the song definitely i yeah i, I mean presumably they've been sitting on a lot of these songs for several years before they recorded the record so yeah maybe they had stuff that was more recent and stuff that they had been playing for a while but i do think it's funny i mean they're obviously really young so it's a little funny that it's like <laughs> um where did the time go? Where did all the time go? But I totally remember feeling this exact way, like right after high school graduation and sort of next steps after that, where, I don't know, I just feel like it's articulated really well. You know, he says, now all my friends are growing up. I wasn't planning on that. Uh, and then closes it with, uh, we thought we had it figured out. Now the time has passed us by. Our dreams are put on hold and life just fits us in the mold. Like, yeah, I just remember being like, oh, I'm already on the sort of like conveyor belts of life. I had all these big dreams and now I feel like the sort of chances we had as like younger people are already like lessening. And that was at a very young age that I was feeling those things. So I think it definitely makes sense at a point to think about this stuff the way they are. Another um, turning point, a fork <laughs> stuck in the road. Exactly. Just like that. Um, musically, I really like this one. Uh, fun opening really fun opening i don't yeah. i don't know that all of it stays at quite that level for me but i do really like the whoa gang folks and the verses and that bridge baby there's a great riff in the bridge that kind of moves into like a more slowed down section um and then back into fast which again is like a little jarring but i really like that bridge could we hear some of that at the uh, 158 Me that solo. Like it's not the most uh it's not the most proficient he gets with the guitar playing, but I feel like there's a sort of like there's like a slowed down sort of soaring quality of that last part right. before it goes back into the final chorus that I like. It's not yeah. uh, among my favorites on the record, but I think that's a really cool moment. So um, fun way to end fun way, the album. Yeah. Uh, of course, you got a hidden track. Ooh, yes. You got a classic. If this is, if it's not, it's not 90s skate punk without a little no. hidden track. Without a little young guys messing around uh goofing just goofing off just a classic goof around screaming uh making unlistenable content uh coming at the end <laughs> i feel like we've heard this exact thing like three different times <laughs> so fun for young boys to do this i know right <laughs> Is that it? No. <laughs> nope. That's probably all we need. 
I mean, it's like some sort of like sound. <laughs> God. <laughs> It's like some sort of like sound check. You can hear sort of maybe somebody in the booth. Right. I mean, like, give that one more shot. (laughs) It's like, we just need to get levels. Just like, just scream for me. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, When, when you're, when you're 19, you're like, well, this, this is incredible. We got to throw this in. (laughs) It's the funniest shit. I can't deny people this. Um, Hey, good album. Good album. That was fun. Um, Lots to chew on with these guys. Uh, Yeah thoughtful guys more to come yes uh seasons closing out quick here mm-hmm. we got we got some more content coming for you um let us know what you thought about our discussion mm-hmm. uh about hangnail in general your thoughts on this album at magnified pod on instagram facebook and twitter subscribe if you haven't already and give us a rating or a review we will read your review on the pod and i should say uh we used to say give us that rating on apple Podcasts, but you can do those ratings on spotify now so Ooh. hit us up with those ratings, hit us up with some reviews. You have to actually log listening to the episodes in Spotify in order to rate them. Um, but you know, Spotify is your podcatcher of choice these days. You're listening to us on there. Uh, hit us up with some, uh, with some good ratings that helps hmm. folks find us. Uh, email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 872-7-MAGPOD. You can support us at the Patreon, patreon.com slash magnified pod. And we got to welcome brand new Patreon punk, Tyler McDonald. Welcome, Tyler. Uh, glad to have you. Did that come through? Yeah, it did. <laughs> okay. As part of the Patreon punk community, head on over to that Patreon, see our bonus content, get those episodes early, all that fun stuff. Yeah, on that you Discord. can also. Get on that Discord, baby. Mix it up, Tyler. If you're not in there already, get in yeah, there. Yeah, we're we're talking we're talking plans for talking season season four. Season four, just just for those Patreon punks talking. That's right. Uh, what we're gonna be dis- what we're gonna be talking about, getting some feedback for who we're gonna be discussing. So if you want to right. be part of that, get in on that action. Get in on that exclusive content at that Discord only for Patreon punks. As little as a dollar a month, you can get in there, and mix it up with us. You can also pick up some merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Streets are talking. Phantom Cackler merch, <laughs> Werewolf Reclamation Project merch. It might Ooh. all be coming, folks. Let's, I mean, let's, if, uh... if not just for us, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might end up with the Phantom Cackler uh, ball cap and a uh, Werewolf Reclamation Project uh, jacket. Maybe we can make some jackets. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, big dreams <laughs> for us to buy. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, no, we... yeah, well, like, uh, uh, <laughs> we'll make members only jackets. Hey, oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I like that. Ooh, Mag, how much how do Mag Potters do, only? Do you, yeah, do people even know what members only jackets are anymore? Do they, are members only jackets even a that's thing? thing. Anymore? It was a thing in the uh in the Sopranos finale. I remember that. There's like oh, members really? only guy. So I feel like members only jackets had their moment again at the time. Anyway, did a guy in a members only jacket kill Tony Soprano? Let us know. Uh, also pick up some merch. We're grateful to those who have bought merch. There's a lot of cool stuff over there. We got yeah, mugs, yeah. we got posters, we got shirts, hoodies. Oh, you know, check hey. it out. Oh. Hey, we got uh, all kinds of stuff over there. Oh. Uh, thank you. Hey, Tony, to... is that you over there? Hey, thank you, Shadow Producer Jason, that original vinyl over here. Thank you to Heavy Ordnance Studios for our artwork over here. Well, our time in the penalty box is over for this week. We'll be back out on the ice next week when we'll discuss hangnails facing changes. <laughs>
So obsessed with fast cars and guitars to play, dude. I've been meaning to talk man. to you about this. I mean, it's it's. I know I'm I'm a. I have kids looking up to me. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to lead those those kids astray. But you know, mm-hmm. if only, if only hey. I didn't have to make any of my own decisions. That's right. Just don't forget about today. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.